Hey everybody, welcome back to Plain Ordinary Dragon. I'm so glad you're here today. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. And if you've been here before, well, welcome back. I really appreciate you being here. I wanted to start today's episode with a moment of gratitude. You know, I try to do it every time that we have a podcast. I always try to make sure that the first thing that I say is thank you. Because without you, we, we don't exist. You know, Plain Ordinary Dragon is just a, a guy talking into a microphone without people to listen and to share the news and to spread the word. And so I, I just want to make sure that you understand how much I appreciate your time uh, because it, it's not something you're ever going to get back. So I hope that it, it, the time you spend with us is really, really worth it. That's, that's one of my goals is to try to make sure that it's really worth it. I, I'm reminded, I think when I, when I talk about this, I'm reminded of uh, an 80s movie. There was a, a movie called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. And it's a really great film. It stars Richard Dreyfuss, uh, I think uh, a number of other folks in there. Anyway, it was a really pivotal movie for me for a number of reasons. But the reason it comes to mind today is because there's a scene where Richard Dreyfuss is introducing the, the players or the actors. And uh, for any of you who don't know what this movie is about, it's really kind of an ingenious concept because Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are a couple of uh, characters from Hamlet. And they don't have a lot of um, appearances in, in Hamlet. They have some, uh, but they don't have a bunch. And the play is originally it was a play by Tom Stoppard. Anyway, the play was originally written by Tom Stoppard as a perspective of these two bit players in a bigger production uh, of, of Hamlet. So uh, what you get to see is you get to see Rosencrantz and Guildenstern kind of running through um, the play and trying to figure out who they are and, and so forth. Well, they happen upon some actors, or as they're called in the movie, um, they're called players and Richard Dreyfus is the director of the players and he is introducing them to, uh, Tim Roth and, uh, uh, Gary Oldman's characters. And it's interesting because I think one of the lines and I'm paraphrasing all this, uh, one of the lines that, that Richard Dreyfus says is, um, I'm so, I'm so glad you caught us because we were at the very brink uh, of decadence. So we were almost ready to disappear, uh, because an actor or players without an audience, uh, don't exist at all. And I, I, I always thought that's interesting because the players, the actors need the audience. But the audience, to see what the players are saying, they need the players. So really, it's somewhat of a symbiotic relationship. I need you. I need listeners as much as, as you know, you folks might need some of the things that we discuss here at Plain Ordinary Dragon. It's kind of a two-way street. So I just wanted to say thank you. I just wanted to spend a few minutes and and thank you for it because you're so worth it. You know, we talk about this frequently but you're important. Your voice is important and what you have to do is important. And I know that's not always a popular concept. I know that, that the most popular concept 
the most popular concept in my world, in the corporate world, is, is that of cynicism because we don't see a lot of change. Uh, if you've ever lived or worked in a corporate environment, then you know that the, the wheels keep on chugging along and no one's really mission critical. No thought process is mission critical. It's just to pivot and continue on. And that can lead to a lot of frustration by people who work in the corporate world because there are solutions to challenges and problems. There are solutions to doing things a better way. And most of the time, those solutions fall on deaf ears because a lot of times corporations really are resistant to change because they have built something on a foundation in a certain way. And, you know, one of the biggest things that you're trying to do is continue to stay in business. And it makes it hard to do bleeding edge type of work because if you do the wrong thing and the company takes a big hit and they could ultimately fail, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Whereas if you continue to do the things that you know work, even if they're convoluted, even if they defy common sense, even if there's a better way of doing it, well, sometimes it's more comfortable and it feels more safe and secure to do the same things you've always done as opposed to try something new that might be better. Well, of course, that's somewhat counterintuitive. Uh, you know, you've, you've heard the, the saying, well, if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it, which makes perfect sense unless you're trying to do something bigger and better or more innovative then maybe you need to look at something that isn't broken and see how you can make it better. I think that's pretty much the whole idea behind the uh, Six Sigma uh, program that you see uh, in, in, uh, in the corporate world where they're trying to better a process. They're trying to streamline a process or make it uh, where it, it does more for the output than what it does right now. So it's a, a constant getting better process. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with doing things the same way, except for if you do things the same way you've always done them, the results will be the same. And so if you want to take your life to a different level or your business to a different level, really anything, then you have to be willing to investigate other possibilities and see how they fit. Now, as is pretty commonplace for me, I've gone out on a bird walking on a, a different topic and pretty much lost where I was to begin with. And as you know, I don't do any of this off script, so I have to kind of circle back around to what my thought process was to go where we're going. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is trying to figure out your next step when you come to a moment of decision. Do we keep everything the same way? Do we change it? Do we do something different? Do we, do we need to? And I, this has been really on my mind in the last couple of weeks because of the Plain Ordinary Dragon podcast. Um, one of the decisions that I made early on when, when I was doing this, when I started to set this up, was I wanted to do all the interviews face-to-face, -face, if at all possible. I, I, I didn't like the 
sound. I didn't like the lesser audio quality of remote, uh, remote interviews. I've had, um, I've had a lot of, um, sorry, I just got a ding on my phone. I'm actually in Nashville tonight. Uh, I'll circle back around, but I'm actually in Nashville tonight because, uh, one of my mentors and, um, and coaches, Kathy Heller, is doing a book signing in Nashville. Nashville's about three hours from Birmingham, so I drove up here so that I could get some books signed. Uh, you know, we have a, a number of books that we that we bought so that we could give them away, and um, one of them, one of the books, is already on its way. But I was going to get some other ones signed so that you had a signed copy. And so some of the folks that have won those books are going to be getting those. Those are going to be headed out in the mail this week. I just wanted to make sure that they, if I could, I could get a, a signature on them or something like that. Anyway, so I'm here in in Birmingham, or I'm here in Nashville uh, today, and I'm getting ready here in just a couple hours to go meet up with Kathy uh, and with Jeff Goins. And if you don't know who Jeff Goins is, uh, he wrote a book called Real Artists Don't Starve. Uh, I met him in L.A., and I I listen to his his podcast uh, as frequently as I can. It's called The Portfolio Life, and I highly recommend it, especially if you're a writer or you want to be a writer or you're interested in writing. Jeff has really great concepts. And so I would definitely urge you to go check his podcast out if you're uh, interested, especially in writing. But a lot of the things that Jeff talks about translate in a lot of different ways, much like with Kathy. A lot of her things translate in different ways. And uh, because, you know, she kind of cut her teeth in music. Music was where she found her her. I guess you could say first niche or niche, however that's supposed to be said. And she had, she really built something there. And then she started a podcast and kind of went out from that. Some of the concepts that she has for her music business really translate to business as general. And, and that's how Kathy and I sort of ended up um, on the same page, if you will. So I'm here in Nashville tonight uh, to do that, uh, get some books signed, talk with her, talk with Jeff some, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, but that's what that ding on my phone was. It was somebody, uh, who was saying, Hey, um, I'm, I'm excited you're going to be there tonight. And, and, um, anyway, Sorry, I, this particular episode, I'm actually doing this podcast from the back of my car in a parking lot outside of a like a Dunkin' Donuts and an Indian food place uh, here in in uh, Nashville. And uh, you know, I didn't. I've had some challenges um, in getting people on the podcast for interviews. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But I wanted to kind of go back to where plain ordinary dragon started when we first started talking about doing this podcast one of the things that i really wanted to do is make sure that the audio quality was good and and here's why i listen or have listened to a lot of podcasts in my time um not as many as some i'm sure but definitely more than others and one of the things that always distracts me from the message of the podcast is poor audio quality and so i made a decision early on that we were going to do all of our interviews in person. Now that is a huge pain in the butt. It's not easy because I have to travel to wherever the interview might be, or I have to have the interviewee travel to me. Right. And that makes it incredibly more challenging. Um, A lot of the podcasts that you listen to these days are done remotely. They're done with Skype. They're done, uh, this way or that way. Uh, there are a lot of different, 
uh, options out there from Zencaster to clean feed uh, to doing what they call the double ender. And those are all technical pieces of how the podcast is put together. But I want you to understand some of the uh, I want you to have at least some insight on how this process comes together, because I think it's important to know that for every minute that you listen to on a podcast, at least on our podcasts, for sure, for every minute that actually makes it to the podcast itself that you hear, there are generally takes about three to five minutes of editing. So for, if you think about that, right? So for every hour long podcast that we put out, there's at least, um, at least three hours worth of editing, sometimes more. And and I'm not griping about that. I just want you to understand that there's there's a lot to it. And so when when you introduce a different audio quality, such as um, remote, you know, where you're taking the audio from Skype or somewhere else, that audio quality is not as good. And I never really wanted to do that. I always wanted to do everything face to face, and that's been a real challenge. Uh, and I've, I've come to find out some things like you learn a lot of things when you do something new and podcasting for me was something new, even though I've been around music my entire life and studios my entire life. One of the things that I, I, I just never, I had never done a podcast, never been around a podcast. So I had no idea of the work behind the scenes that was involved. And, uh, so when we started, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to make sure that the production quality didn't take away from the message because the message is the important part. It's not, it's not how slick the podcast is. It's not how great the graphics are. It's not how good the intro is. None of that, none of that really matters. All that really matters is the message. Can we get the message to people that you are enough, that you are important, that you have a voice that's important for this world? That's the message. That's the important thing. It's, it's how do we give you, how do we give you the tools to learn how to be confident in yourself? Because once you're confident in yourself, once you believe in yourself, you can do so many amazing things. A lot of times we even do it without the confidence in ourselves because we're just pushed to do that. But let me tell you a couple things I've done in my life. Um, I've, I've been a cave guide. I played poker professionally. I was the deputy director of operations on a presidential campaign in Washington, D.C., I've been in the IT industry for about 20 years. I've worked for multiple Fortune 500 companies. I've been a presenter. Uh, I've, I've done a number of different things throughout my life. Uh, and those are all off the top of my head. I don't know, I'm, I'm sure there's some others. I mean, my friends have that joke about me being a hot air balloon pilot next. I've done a lot of different things. Now, guess what? I went to a private school. And when I say private school, it wasn't... It wasn't one of those high dollar private schools. It was 
just a small rural private school that my family thought was going to be one of the better educators or educations for me. Um, I'm not sure that that's necessarily true, but I failed to graduate on time, even though I was on track to graduate a year early, I broke my neck and, and, and if you listen to the first episode, you heard about that. You can always go back to welcome dragons, which is the first episode and listen to, to me talk about that some, but I didn't get to graduate, uh, early. I didn't get to graduate on time. In fact, um, it was about two years after I finished my coursework that I I was able to convince the folks that had run the school, which has now been shut down to give me a diploma. Uh, I was looking at a GED really. Uh, And then I went to a a community college uh, and I didn't graduate there either. Dropped out, did some other stuff. I have no high school. I have, I have no college education. I have no college degree. I have, on the job training, I fell into the IT industry accidentally after trying to be a, a radio guy. There, there's all sorts of things. And, and, and what I'm trying to say here is not, hey, look at my life, how cool it is. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say that even without a college education, even without uh, the proper channels being followed, I still turned out all right. Uh you know, I've done some pretty impressive things. I think I'm really proud of my career. I'm really proud of my life for the most part. I mean, there are things that, you know, there are people's feelings that I wish I hadn't hurt. And there are, and those are the things that I regret is when I damaged other people along the way. Excuse me. That's what I regret most is the people that I've damaged along the way. I don't regret anything else in my life. I love my family. I love my kids. Uh, you know, I, I work, I work for a really good company. I have probably the best of all possible jobs when it comes to having a job. I have a great boss and all of those things, you know, I, all of those things didn't come to me because I did, I did the right stuff. They didn't all come to me because I was the right guy for this or the right guy for that. A lot of those things came to me because I was just willing to try something different. I promise you when I got into the IT field, (laughs) I didn't know anything other than how to check my hotmail and maybe do some internet relay chat, IRC for those of you as old as me. But somebody said, I think you might be good at this. Why don't you give it a try? And so I did. And it turned out to work well. And so all of those different pieces took some confidence. I had to have at least enough confidence in myself to say, I'm willing to try. I'm willing to fail. You see, anytime that you say you're willing to try something, then you have to realize you're saying I'm willing to fail. Obviously, you're willing to succeed. Why else would we try? When I was in high school, I played soccer. Soccer was basically the, basically the sport that, um, that was played in my hometown. And they were doing it, one of those traveling uh, soccer teams. And so I went and tried out for the traveling soccer team. I, you know, I thought it might be fun, something that I wanted to do. 
but I didn't think I was good enough. And I got out there and, and I was terrible. I really was. But then they had this, this one piece of, of the day where they were evaluating people where what they did was they simulated a game, you know, they simulated uh, gameplay. And so they put me in front of a, a goal and had people try to score goals on me and they couldn't. And so afterwards, I didn't, I didn't get chosen for the team, but I did get called a couple days later by the guy that was putting the team together. And he said, Hey, we've got so much interest in this that we would like to have two teams and we would like for you to be on the second team if you're willing to do it. And I will never forget this conversation for as long as I live because, and I remember it was Bill Pickard was, uh, he was an orthodontist in, in the town I lived in. He was the one that was doing all of this. And I remember him saying to me on the phone, he said, well, would you like to give this a try? And I said, yeah, sure. And he stopped. He said, I can't have that. I can't, I can't, you can't be on the team if that's your attitude. And I was confused. I was, I was really confused because he had just asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, yeah, I do. And he said that wasn't good enough. He said, I need you to tell me that you are willing to give me 110% out there. You've got to give your everything, your all. You have got to be committed to this. And I've had a very good social intelligence since I was a young child. I'm not really sure where that comes from, but I'm sure with enough therapy, I'll know. Uh, but Bill, uh, Bill kind of was very intent on this. So I, I quickly went, yeah, I'll give you 110%. I want to do this. Yes, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And, uh, you know, at the time it, it was complete and utter, uh, junk. That was not true. I mean, I wanted to play on the team. I thought it would be cool to be on it, but let's be honest. Let's be real, real honest here. Just the fact that, that the guy on the other end of the phone wanted to hear 110%. That's what I gave him. Not because I believed, you know, with 110%, but here's, here's, uh, here's what, how the story kind of ends. We were a terrible soccer team. There were two teams. The first team, uh, they were ran really pretty good. And we were the second team. We, we were kind of like the bad news bears of soccer, if you will. Uh, one, of, one of my high school friends, uh, Sean Holmes, he was on the team with me. We went out and we played against that number one team. That was our first game of the year. And we were the Storm and they were the juniors. And we played to a two-to-one win. That's right. The Bad News Bears beat those chosen ones. We, we weren't better than they were. We were better that game. We went on to lose every game for the rest of the year, and they went on to the state championships. Now, why is that relevant at all? You can draw your own conclusions. But what I'm trying to say is it's not about being good to start. It's about being messy to start and trying to find your way around it. It's giving yourself permission to do the things you want to do, even if you don't know or think or believe that you're going to be the best or you're going to excel. That's, that's not the important part. The important part of life is living. That is it. That is always the important part to life is the living. 
It's not the succeeding and it's not the failing and it's not what can I accumulate. I'm reminded, uh, and again, I'm doing this from the back of my car, so this is all from my memory, uh, but I'm reminded it was one of the, the 1985 Bears, I believe it was, um, in the NFL, the football team. I believe it was Mike Singletary, and I could be wrong, but I believe it was Mike Singletary who said, and I may have quoted it last uh, during the Quotes episode because it's one of my favorites. He said, you know, my favorite thing is the opportunity to play. And we just got to be happy that we're playing. We've got to be happy that we're out there and doing it. Now, how does this relate back to Plain Ordinary Dragon and the podcast and audio quality? Uh, well, that's all a really good question. Have you, have, I don't know if any of you ever saw, but back in the, in the eighties, they had a show on PBS called connections and it was really cool. It's one of my favorite shows. My friend, Ben Fred, um, Ben White showed it to me and it was how everything in our world is connected in one way or another. And so (laughs) you can listen to him talk about how, you know, we were able to figure out canning food, which allowed armies to march further because without figuring out how to, how to uh, pasteurize and, and can food, we wouldn't, uh, Napoleon wouldn't have been able to, you know, move throughout uh, Europe and, and things like that. Just the connections, how everything's connected together. Well, everything's connected together. And here's, here's how that kind of works out. I've had a real struggle in getting face to face with people for interviews for plain ordinary dragon. And I'm at a, I'm at a point where I have to make a decision. I have to either continue on with this path of, I'm going to get in the room with people and we're going to talk face to face. That's where the magic happens. That is what I believe. The flip side is I underestimated, I really, really, really underestimated people's fear to talk about their lives and especially have it exposed out into the public world. The people I've had on this podcast to this point are incredibly brave. And, and I didn't realize in some respects, even after even hearing their story, I didn't realize how brave they were until I started listening to and talking to people who I really wanted to have on the podcast. Not, not, you know, not the, not the Steve jobs and the, not the uber successful people, but the average, what we would call average everyday people, the plain ordinary dragons out there until they find something to hang their hat on. They don't, sometimes they don't understand how important they are. You know, almost everyone that I have interviewed, almost not, not everyone, but almost everyone I've interviewed on plain ordinary dragon hasn't understood why I was asking them to be on. The most common thing that I hear when I talk to people and say, Hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. We'd love to talk about your journey. They, they say, why are you sure? I don't know that I can contribute anything. It's an epidemic. People don't believe in themselves. People don't believe that what they have to share, people don't believe that their experiences are worth it. Like, why would anyone want to listen to me? Why would anyone want to sit here and, and listen to me talk about what I've done? Well, I'll tell you why. Because it's the things that you do that show other people 
that they can do them too. When you open up and you're vulnerable and you share, you empower other people to do the same thing. The more people that feel empowered and the more people that share their stories, the more people that, that share their challenges and, and the things that they've gone through that are really, really hard. That's where the magic happens. But I underestimated, I badly, badly underestimated how much people don't really want to talk about their lives. Some people do. Most of the time, the folks that, that do, not all the time, but most of the time, uh, are people that want some exposure for something, right? They want to sell their book, or they want to, you know, um, have people buy their album, or, you know, they're selling something, or maybe they have... Uh, a new business venture that's that's coming up, right? And they they want some engagement. Excuse me, they want some engagement there. So it, it's not that people aren't willing to do it. Sometimes the scheduling is just really hard too. Although most of the time, people tell me, "Well, let me listen to some episodes and I'll see if there's anything I can I can contribute." Let let me be very very clear here. Everyone has something to contribute. You have something to contribute. Your voice is important. Where you've been, how you've survived, and where you're going is important. It's, and it's not just important to you, it's important to me. When I listen to people on the podcast, they, they inspire me. I love the interviews. That's my favorite thing to do is the interviews with people because I get to get sit in a room and I get to talk to you. I get to talk to the other person about their life. I get to see their struggles and their triumphs. And I get to hear that story. Remember, we love stories. We all love stories. Your story, as unappealing as you might think it is, is incredibly fascinating. There are some people that have offered to be on the podcast that aren't ready to be. Now, if I were at home editing, I would edit that out because I, I don't like to say things like that. But it's important, I believe, to understand that when you're giving an interview like a Plain Ordinary Dragon interview, it's all the, the stuff, the scary stuff, it's all the things that you think nobody wants to hear that strengthens other people. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me about different guests on the podcast. Uh, I had some people reach out and say, I, I, I was so moved by this person's story um, that it not only moved me to tears, but I had to take an internal inventory on things and, and, and I couldn't finish listening to it. I've had people tell me, wow, listening to that makes me understand, makes me realize that I can do things that I didn't think I could do. That really, it isn't the box we think it is. You don't have to stay in this box that we've all kind of grown up with. You know, we see some of that in the millennials today. They're just not willing to accept some of the things that we've accepted throughout the years. And for, you know, uh, informational purposes, I am technically a Gen Xer, 
right? So I'm probably the most apathetic person on the face of the earth, at least my generation is. Nonetheless, I digress. What I'm saying is, is that I have found it to be much more challenging. See, when I first started the podcast, one of the things I thought was, man, everybody's a plain ordinary dragon. And, and people will love to tell me their story because, I mean, let's be honest, people like to talk about themselves. We all do. I love to talk about myself. I will do it nonstop if you give me an opportunity to, and it seems like you're interested. Uh, most, most of us love to talk about ourselves to some degree. And so I thought, man, I, I would have an unlimited supply of people to interview and we'd be doing such good things. We'd be doing such good things for, for humanity, right? We, we would be able to help people find their confidence and find their voice and, and go out and, and do what they want to do and make the world a better place because that's what I want to do, right? I want to do big things. I want to make the world a better place. Now you can't do big things until you do small things, right? You got to start where you're at and use what you have, right? That's what Arthur Ashe said. So that's what I did. I started a podcast. But one of the things that I, I have found is that there aren't a lot of people that want to get face-to-face. So now I'm at this moment, and I have to decide. I have to choose. The decision is before me. There are uh, a number of different options I could take. And I can certainly say, well, you know, remote interviews are good enough for so-and-so, so they should be good enough for me. And maybe, maybe progress instead of perfection is what I should be going after, which is actually why this podcast even exists today. This is not perfection for me, the way we have it set up. I I still find fault with it every time I put an episode out every single time. But in this particular case, that's not the decision. The decision that I'm struggling with at the moment is multifold. I think Plain Ordinary Dragon has been pretty successful to this point. We have right around 2,000 downloads at this point. So 1,000 downloads a month, I feel like is pretty good. We've been doing this for a couple months now. Uh, But I I think we're getting to a point where I have to choose. Are we going to try to start doing remote interviews? Or are we going to try to stay face-to-face? And if we try to stay face-to-face, that means that you're going to have to hear a lot more of me talking about things that I've found throughout the years. And and maybe maybe that's something that you guys are interested in, that you girls, you folks uh, are interested in, is you just you want to hear me tell stories. I actually was coming up with a different podcast just to talk about stories and so forth. So, I don't know, maybe this one will morph into that. But we're at a pivot point with Plain Ordinary Dragon. There are just no two ways about it. And so I'm going to have to decide whether we're going to continue doing the face-to-face stuff and only bring you an interview when we can get one scheduled or whether we're going to start doing remote stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. Because there's other thoughts too. I mean, I've thought maybe... You know, maybe maybe this is what Plain Ordinary Dragon was supposed to be, was this initial, you know, season of interviews and discussions and so forth. If you remember back to the first episode, I believe I said that we were going to do 10 episodes in a season and that that would be the first season. 
And I kind of got caught up in wanting to make sure that I was consistent and that you got an episode every single Monday. So rather than just do 10 episodes and be done, I wanted to kind of keep it going. I was hoping, I was hoping that, that the Monday mornings, it was something good to start your week off with. Now, I'm not sure. Like the, the moment, and, and this is my self-doubt playing out in front of you. So feel free to watch my vulnerability. Um, the thought has crossed my mind several times to end Plain Ordinary Dragon. Not because it's too hard or too time-consuming, but because I'm not sure that I'm giving you, the audience, what you really deserve. Like, I don't feel like I'm doing a good enough job for you. I don't feel like we're getting enough people in to really, you know, help you understand um, just how powerful you are, just how amazing you are, just what you can do. I, I remember when I was trying to learn how to play electric guitar. I'd been playing acoustic guitar for a number of years, but I wanted to get better. So I went out and I bought a book and within a day I learned a couple lead riffs on my electric guitar. And for whatever reason that, that moment was, was kind of a paradigm shift for me because, uh, I learned something directly out of a book. Like I decided to do something and then I went and did it. I thought I want to be a better guitar player. That was the thought. And then I thought, how can I become a better guitar player and learn how to play this electric guitar? Well, I have to learn. Where am I going to learn? Well, I don't have enough money for lessons right now. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get a book and I'm going to try to teach myself out of the book. And I was able to do that. You can do that with anything in your life. You can start a podcast. You can make YouTube videos. You could make your own videos. I have a cousin that made her own movie. Yep, made her own movie. Pretty impressive. So you just make the decision that you want to do something. You backwards engineer it. How do I get there? And then you go do it. And that, that's really all there is to it. Now, there's a lot of failure along the way, a lot of learning along the way, a lot of things before you get to whatever that ultimately is. But you can do that, and you need to understand that you just choose to do it. You know, somebody offered me an opportunity in information technology 20 years ago. I chose to do it. I just went ahead and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll see what happens. And that's that was 20 years ago, and now I've been doing this for a long time. But it was a choice. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to see where this goes. And maybe I'm going to like it. Maybe I'm not. And for a long time, I loved it. Now it's time for me to do something different, I think. I know. It's time for me to do something different. Anyway, and, and that's part of what Plain Ordinary Dragon is. You know, this podcast is one of the first hobbies I've had in a long time. That's really kind of taken me um, to a point where I'm producing something, where I'm giving something back. But I'm not sure that I'm, I'm doing the service for you that I really need to. And so I'm going to take some time and think about it. And um, 
I don't know what's going to happen next with Plain Ordinary Dragon, to be quite honest with you. I'm going to have to think about it. Now, I would love to have any feedback. You know, uh, they say that clarity follows action, so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely take some action this week, and I'm going to go ahead and, and say, hey, if, if, you, if you like Plain Ordinary Dragon and you want it to keep going, then send me an email. You can send me an email at plainodragon at gmail.com. And, and let me know. Give me some feedback, folks, because, you know, we've we've had some challenges with feedback and we've had some challenges. You know, I'm I'm not 100 percent sure I'm connecting with you with you all. And I, and I want to if we're going to keep doing this. And so anyway, shoot me a shoot me an email. Tell me what you think. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll have to make a decision and go from there. Uh, we may just end the season. Uh, we'll have another episode next Monday for sure. But we're going to either have to end the season and then take some time and reassess, or maybe uh, we just keep plugging right along. So it will all just kind of depend on on uh, on the pivot point here. And I'll be honest with you, I, I love playing Ordinary Dragon. I love doing this, but I, I don't enjoy uh, my messiness of this. I, I don't enjoy being uncomfortable with this at all, uh, which is, you know, something you have to do when you're doing something new, you need to be uncomfortable until you're comfortable with it. And that's pretty much true with everything, but it is, it is, uh, you know, it's Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. And I'm, and I'm putting a, a podcast together because I don't want to disappoint you tomorrow. You know, I want you to have something there. And I know there's a lot of really relevant things that, that you'll get out of this that will come out of listening to this and definitely some thought provoking things uh, for you as well. But is that enough? Is that, is that really, is that enough? Is it worth your time? And without other, uh, other voices, I'm not sure it is, at least not in this incarnation, um, I, I am excited about the different things that, that I'd like to do, uh, but I'm not sure whether or not we can, we're going to end up going that route. So anyway, I'm probably rambling at this point, but I want you to know, I'm really excited because I'm getting ready to go to a book signing, uh, with one of my mentors, uh, a couple of them actually. And, uh, you know, we're going to get those books to you. Thank you so much for participating in the giveaway. You know, all of you that, that went out and, and, uh, did a, a review for us or shared something, uh, or, you know, join the, the plain ordinary dragon podcast group on Facebook, all those things. Just thank you so much. Um, to this point, it's been a really great ride and I really, I've really enjoyed it and I hope you have too. I hope it, it's been something, uh, to this point that you really enjoy. Like on Mondays when you get up, you're like, you know what? I'm looking forward to the next plain ordinary dragon. Nothing has changed in, as far as my belief and my philosophy and on, on you and your voice and things like that. You're so important. Your voice is so important. And man, I can't wait to see what you do in this world. I really can't. So we'll catch back up next Monday and we'll, we'll make a decision one way or the other, uh, whether we're going to continue doing this or we're going to do some remote stuff. Uh, I have a lot of people that are willing to do remote stuff, but 
I just, I hate getting, I hate it when we get to the point, like when I listen to the podcast and I, and I hear, you know, the phone cut in or out and you're just like, oh, and it, and it takes me completely out of the mindset of where I was at when I was listening to the podcast. You know, now I'm trying to focus on, did I hear the right word or, or something? And I just didn't want to do that. But uh, it, it looks like that is going to be the only way to do it going forward if possible. So anyway, I, I just wanted to share some of those things with you and let you kind of know where we're at and, and what's going on. Uh, and, uh, and I hope that at least part of, part of today's episode inspires you to understand that you can go out and make things. You can go out and do things. You can follow your passion. You can follow you know, what your dreams are. You can investigate things that aren't your dreams and maybe they become your dreams dreams. You just have so many opportunities. Don't limit yourself to thinking that you have to live inside a box that somebody else has created because of their view and their vision and their dreams. Build yours. All right, y'all. I apologize that this is going to be as unedited as it is because I'm just going to finish with this and you're going to have to hear all my ums and, and tongue clicks and all that kind of stuff because I'm not going to have time to edit it before it goes up. Just remember, you might be plain and you might be ordinary, but you're a dragon and you're amazing and you can do amazing things and we're going to be listening for them. Until next week, plain ordinary dragons. Where are the answers to see? Where?